to another Jags podcast. This is our post-game episode uh, with the Texans and the Jags game happened, and it, it wasn't you pretty. call that a game? Um, no, it was, like it, was, it was one of the worst ones. I mean, 26-3, to three, not a great score. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm here with Joey. Absolutely. How's it going, Joey? Great. Doing good? Yeah. Doing good? That's awesome. Were you able to get up in time to watch the game? I was. After, after the Florida Georgia festivities? I, I actually, uh, the festivities were not that festive for Florida Georgia because I was PO'd at the end of that game. As a Florida but, fan, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, were you a Georgia fan now? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like to, t- I, I'm on this new thing where whoever wins, I root for their team. So you're a Clippers fan as well. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like huge Clippers Magic, fan. Well, Magic doing Yeah, right, big, big Ravens fan now. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So anyway, yes, I was able to uh, make it. I, you know, watch, listen to the first little bit of it and then uh, hit up church and then watch the third, fourth quarter and wish I hadn't done any of that. I mean, I other than church, watch. <laughs> I watched the entire game, and uh, I wished I'd had it. I wished I had it. And it was terrible. I mean, honestly, I think that it, it was a stink fest. There's really not a lot to say about it. I mean, it, the, the good things I can come up with are few and far between. Um, there's not a lot. There's not. I mean, really, like, what was your favorite moment of the game? Like, what was a something to take away from that that was positive? I thought Keelan Cole played well. Keelan Cole, my guy, I've been beating his drum all offseason. He did show back up for the he first time in like a year and a half. Uh, I thought Raquel Armstead showed up. The first time we've seen him actually be involved. That, that's uh, AKA Rock. Rock, right? yep. Okay. Um, he had five receptions in the game, didn't do much rushing, but as a receiver, he did pretty well. Um, Gardner Minshew threw for 309 yards. Yeah. Anything for you? No, I need two picks, but I think some of it was garbage time. But no, not. A lot good in that game. I'm gonna stay away from the Foles Minshew thing. The the what jumps out of me, just not with that game, but over the weekend, is Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, two quarterbacks that we, no, nobody said outside of our podcast for the most part that it was gonna be any good in college, weren't gonna make it, weren't gonna do anything, and. Oh my God. We were beating that drum. Beating that drum. You can go. Both of them. You can go back into our podcast history. Uh, we, I mean, I think we have almost over 100 episodes posted between. I think more re- than that. Reactions yeah. and live shows and things like that. Go back to the drafts of those years. Yeah. And we were wanted both those guys. I think it was multiple. Like, uh, if, if you're a winner, you're a winner. And yeah. both these guys are winners and tough as heck. I mean, Watson's like, I was falling out the week before. That's almost. insane. And, I mean, you just, you, it just makes me yeah. so mad. All right, well, let's jump into the Twitter questions. Uh, the Twitter questions are why we're here. We're here because of you guys. If you don't yet follow us on Twitter, we're at Another Jags Pod. We're doing some stuff on Instagram, Another Jags Podcast. YouTube, you can check out Joey and me sitting in the Another Jags Podcast studio. As long as, long as we will not get, what's it called? Strike? Copy strikes. Copy, Copy strike. strike. We, we learned our lesson. Learned from that YouTube. last week. We learned our lesson not to post game film and or you know a live game running in the corner. Hey, it was we, worth a shot. We learned our lesson though, but we do want to look at what you guys said on Twitter. So let's take a look. First one is Jason Rat, and this is about the game. He says this was just absolutely frustrating from the beginning. Decided to play Madden instead of watching Minshew lose his job. The question I would have back to you first of all is: Did you play Houston versus Jags and Madden? 
That would be a good question. Most people play online, though. Ah, uh, so, so you don't have a choice. No, yeah, you don't have a choice I'm online. Yeah, a little bit. yeah you are a little bit. Bad, okay, right. and, you know, I I jumped on Madden and played a little quick play game um, the other day, and just absolutely destroyed the other the other guy. I run in, I run shotgun inside zone, probably every other play. All right, Al Bundy, you still got it. <laughs> All right, um, but look, here's what made the game frustrating to me. Um, and I just want to bring in some stats here because what makes the game frustrating is that, you know, Deshaun Watson went 22 for 28 and like we f- seemed like we had him wrapped up in the backfield every other play, but he wouldn't go down. Frustrating. Carlos Hyde goes for 160 yards. Oh. That's frustrating, man. That's well, we got to pause there a little bit because that's like the most frustrating. Yeah, like absolutely. I, I mean, the dude came to us and just took a paycheck and did absolutely nothing, whether you know, we're toxic at that point, whether we used them right or not. But the guy's running like a beast, man. I think, he, I mean, he has better blocking. Yeah. He has better blocking. I he mean, does. I think we have a clip of Carlos Hyde running. We do. Let's take a look at it here. All was right. It, was, so. it, was it him that trucked uh, Herndon on the or uh, <sighs> on the goal line? Yeah, I can't remember. I was at Carlos Hyde. I don't, I'm not sure. Whoever it was, like, oh my. Yeah, not good. All right. So let's take a look here. Um, I think we have a play here of Carlos Hyde so we're looking at the Jags if you're if you're listening to the podcast and not watching the I YouTube think that channel says NFL in the corner that's okay it's fine it's fine as long as the algorithm can't catch a running game ah, we're good fair enough not yes live. yes so we look at where the Texans are lined up they're lined up in their basic they're actually in a 12-man formation it looks like they have two tight ends and it looks like they have one running back so I'm sorry it's 21 formation I got called out for a, a misformation call on our yeah, last I w- video. Yeah, I was going to call you out. I got called out. I'm sorry. This is 21 formation, okay? Two tight ends, one running back. They're, well, 21 tight if, gun, if you want to be specific here. Um, and then they're, what they're going to do is, see, the Jags, look, I've, I'm not a fan of tight formations because I feel like everything just goes outside eventually. Jags uh, th- end up... Not playing hide too that was well a here. Giant gap. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the defense. I could have gotten call. 15 yards out of that gap. <laughs> like, I don't know the defense to play call, but I know that that's not what no. the defense is supposed to do. If we look, I mean, can you do that in slow motion so we can see, like, you know what, possible? Joey? We can. We can actually. Let's back that up. That was a <laughs> giant gap. All right, so let's take a look here at Miles Jack. I don't know if this is his gap. I don't know if this is Jared Wilson's gap. I mean, Hernan's following his guy. Yeah. Yeah, who's that? Yeah, that's Hern- That's Wilson. That's yeah, Jared Wilson. It's totally Wilson's Yeah, he gets gap. caught up in the... In he doesn't the, know where the ball's at. I mean, Breon Borders gets caught outside, too. I mean, who Does he know where the ball's at? Yeah, like, I mean... At all. Not ideal what you want to see, but I, th- I think it just goes back to the frustratingness of it was a player the Jaguars used to have. Yes. And that was just super frustrating. But we didn't have um, that player. We had the player that was like, nah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude. The guy, like, well, I mean, the offensive line was pretty ragtag, to be fair. So, I mean, you had, you had, uh, what's his name, uh, for the Giants, Flowers playing, uh, yeah, Eric Flowers, you, we, yeah. you know, with the, the left guard, who, you well, know. On that note, though, because I don't know if there's any Twitter, are there Twitter questions about offensive line? Before? I don't think so, no, okay, actually. So let's touch on that for a minute, because I've wanted to ask you this all week, haven't had a chance. I mean, to me, it seems like, that's where we're severely weak. Again, another disappointing point because, I mean, we have a lot of money tied up there. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about actual plays on the field. I think they're better than most teams' offensive lines. I think we're top 10 in the offensive line unit. I don't think we play well at times. I think we're young at times. And look, we're starting Cam Robinson, who's technically in his second year with an off year in between. And you have 
Juwan Taylor, a right tackle. Juwan Taylor's playing fantastic go-getters. Um, he, I mean, he's doing okay. Yeah, for he's, a rookie. He's doing okay. He's been solid. He's been good for a rookie. Because, uh, look, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Rookie offensive linemen are are never good. Never. never. I mean, for people to come in the way that uh, – who's the Colts guard? that uh, Nelson. To come in the way that Nelson is or – uh, I got like, you did your magic fingers. Magic right? fingers. This is my memory fingers. Yeah. Uh, the, like they don't come in like that. No. It's it, especially nowadays with the college offenses being so spread out and running the spread and and running more zone schemes where there's a lot of space in between the linemen. It's it's not like it used to be where you could you know bring in a guy that and just and just dominate. We saw that firsthand with Luke Jokel. Veterans are. Uh, you know, Patrick O'Mame, you know, veterans, Cedric O'Boyhee, Andrew Norwell, uh, Brandon <laughs> Guys Linder, like that are more valuable. Um, AJ Cannon. Um, I mean, I, I think we're okay at O-line. I mean, we have a lot of money tied up in it, so we, we should you're, be. You're good at O-line. Yeah, I mean, we have a second high second round pick at left tackle. We have the highest paid left guard. We have a high paid center in Linder. Our right guard is Will Richardson, who well, we kind of all what like. What about the whole rotation thing that we've been doing there? I mean, we, the whole thing about offensive line is like cohesion, right? I, but mean, we, like, I mean, we play better in the second half. So I'm starting. To, I'm not a big Will Richardson fan, but I'm thinking he's better because he's. I agree. Oh, we're a second half team. Okay. Let's get to more Twitter questions. All right. That Twitter way, uh, yeah. No, no, no. We did it that way. We, we don't hit them all. Okay. Mike Wilbraham says offense and defense were anemic with the Texans secondary banged up. We could not make yards, and our defense got no pressure or containment. Season gone in a whimper. Ah, season gone in a whimper. Come on, man. That's a bit dramatic, right? That's a bit dramatic, dude. But at the same time, Texans are now three games ahead. Well, winning the division, gone. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but your wild, wild card, card teams are like, yeah, they're all like, just like good. us. You're good. No. Dude, we totally have a shot at the wild card. We got to go, what, five and two? We have to finish the season five and two? Yeah. I mean, I think the wild card, the, the worst wild card team, I think, is the Colts. And we got two of those games against them. <sighs> I'm, not saying, know, we're, I'm not saying we're going to do it. I'm just saying, like, the season's not done yet. And we, can we, can we, Got to talk about Foles like all the time. Yeah, but well, that's uh, we're we'll, gonna we're, we'll we're, having a, we're having a Minshew Foles podcast. That's going to be coming yes. out Thursday or Friday. Uh, Joey and me are going to be talking about just Joey. By the way, nice shirt, man, dude. This nice is, shirt. This is you, <laughs> there's a story behind this shirt. Well, go ahead and tell us. Go ahead and tell well, us. The story behind the shirt is like a guy on my team at work, diehard Jags fan, season ticket holder, like every game, all that, and he's a big dude. Like he's six four, probably I don't know. Sorry, Brent, I don't want to like call you out 290. Oh, so my size. Yeah, about like yeah, big dude. So he orders like a double XL in this awesome shirt. Beautiful. Online. Happens to ship from China. Double mm. XL in China is not quite like a double XL <laughs> in the United States of America. So he wears it to one game with the buttons about to pop off and is like, Joey, I know you're a Jags fan. Here you go, bro. So I Wow. Yeah. And this is my all-in Jag shirt. I mean, that's I'm a great shirt. We're not done yet, guys. Yeah. No. Be, I would not be wearing this if we were done. No, I don't think we're done either. Um, if Make sure you go on YouTube and check out Joey's shirt and uh, tell us what you think. And we'll give you a link to buy it. No, we won't because we have no idea where it came no, from. There's some factory in <laughs> Bangladesh. I, I don't know. Someone died, died over that <laughs> shirt. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Season's probably not over. All right, let's move on to Cole Marone. Cole Marone's at ColeGuy45. He says, could the commentators be any more biased toward the Texans? Certainly felt that way for most of the game. I mean, aren't they always more towards the team that's winning? I mean, they were bad. I mean, were they as bad as the refs toward our team? Dude, the refs were awful. And honestly, I couldn't hear the game. I went to Whiskey Jacks, and they advertised opening up early for the Jags game. 
uh, 9 a.m. And they were completely understaffed. It took an hour to get food, Ugh. 45 minutes to get at drinks. 9.30? At 9.30 in the morning. That's a bummer. Completely understaffed. Bummer. Awful. Awful. Great food. Terrible management. Hmm. Rodney Marnie says, thoughts on the game. I didn't get to watch much, but there was zero consistency from all aspects, including refing. The fact that you didn't get to watch much of the game yeah, is probably is the best thing that's happened to you all weekend. It really was. I, I mean, mean, can you imagine wasting your, his wasting his time on that game? Because I wish I hadn't. Honestly, you know, we'll, we'll bring up James, our, our, fall, <laughs> our fallen brother. Like, there, there was a friend of ours who didn't watch the game, texted everybody in our thread. You know, we have this fancy football thread and said, do not tell, I'm not, I'm going to be out of the thread. I'm watching the game later on. Don't tell me anything about it. So after the game, James said, hey guys, should I tell him not to bother? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Don't waste your family time or the rest of your Sunday by watching that replay later on. Did you tell him? He did. And did he, was he, he thankful? He watched it. But was he? But here I had plans. I, but I, I would have appreciated that. I would have appreciated yeah. it, too. Yeah, I was I like, yes, too. you've got to tell him that. Like, because dude, seriously, don't watch it. It was not worth watching, man. I mean, it was our first think fest. I mean, in London, yeah. whatever, we're supposed to have, like, the upper hand there. Houston's never been there before. And all that's out the window now. Yeah. I mean... Dude, there's a better team, and we've got to deal with them in our division for years. I mean, Deshaun Watson is. I mean, think about, dude. We, we didn't have they didn't they didn't have Merciless. They didn't have JJ Watt. Merciless played a little bit. I mean, he, I don't know if he got hurt, but he played. He was hurt coming in and didn't finish. Okay. Like so, Merciless basically not there. Watt not there, and they didn't have Fuller, their wide receiver that lit us up deep yeah. last time, and yeah. they still destroyed us. And Clowney was traded in the offseason. Yeah. I mean. Offensive line was banged up. It really couldn't have been any worse. But we're banged up too, though. You know, I mean, we got Breon Borders out there. You got the, the dudes that do we picked up off the street. I love the guy like the, the hey a pass to Deville who the tight end Deville 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 Set the valve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Deville had a decent game though. To be fair, yeah, Deville had a that's not had a, a good pretty decent to ever say. <laughs> I think he did. Okay, let's get to your next question here. Angus Seymour was at the game. Ooh, we just kept getting stuck on third and long. Texans were often on second and short, and that's why they won. Game was fairly lifeless, and it seemed like we just weren't doing anything. It's pretty true, and I, I hope you at least got to go like around Big Ben and Parliament and say, Big Ben Parliament, kids. Big Ben Parliament, kids. This from the movie? No clue what you're talking about here. No, uh, oh, my I'll God. Get Vacation? Chevy Chase? Generational guys, <laughs> I would like some tweets right now backing up the fact that Big Ben Parliament in a roundabout uh, is one of the greatest quotes of all time. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have nothing else about. to say there, Jason. No, you're just talking about. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Noah Bennett, and he's at the Noah Bennett, uh, says, What's with our offensive play calls in the red zone? This hasn't been an issue all season. This has been an issue all season. Before you answer that, teaser, we're going to take a quick break. I'm good with that. We got to let our sponsors get a word in. Shout out SB Nation, Overtime Network, My Bookie. I think there's some random podcasts. There's all kind of. I don't think random. I would say podcasts you want to check out. Right. Like, I think Ninja Warrior podcast is, is on there. I love Ninja Warrior. <laughs> so make sure you it's check it, them all it's out. It's like one of my favorite top five shows of all time. Hey, we have some video cutups for you on YouTube if you're watching. So stay tuned after this break, and um, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. This is the post-game episode from the Texans and the Jags. We're kind of getting your Twitter responses and your Twitter thoughts on the game. And y'all guys weren't happy, and we're not happy. But, the, the, you know, according to Joey, he's got the rally shirt on. It's not, season's not over. All in. All in shirt. He's, it's not over. He's here. It's bye week. Yeah. 
Uh, make sure you follow us. Like, if you haven't followed us yet, I mean, you've probably followed us by now. Go on and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. How about that? If you haven't followed us yet, tell a friend to follow yeah. us. Oh, oh. Everybody oh. knows somebody who a is challenge. a Jags fan. A challenge. That isn't listening to our podcast. Mm. There should be yeah. at least twice as many right yeah. now. And if you haven't seen Joey's shirt yet. I mean, that's worth this podcast alone. <laughs> you got to get on. I mean, you got to get on. And look, look, if you're not watching our, our video in our little Another Jags podcast studio, we have some jerseys in the background. Look, I have a bunch of jerseys. These are the three I chose to be the backdrop for our show. Maurice Jones, Drew, Blake Bortles, and JJ Redick. Look, I, I'm getting hate for the Bortles jersey. I am getting hate for the Bortles jersey. Get hate for the Bortles Are you kidding jersey? me? But if Bortles, Bortles came Bortles in here right now and sat in here with this, it would be the most viewed YouTube. Dude, if clip he came in here right now, I would give him my microphone and leave. <laughs> like, come on, people, you don't want to hear from Bortles. Oh, yeah, whatever. Not okay, that. I mean, get the, out of here. The Reddick jersey on the other hand, though. I mean, okay, don't talk. Do you, that's my do boy. You, do you also use the studio for the Magic Podcast? Magic yeah, okay. I also use the studio. Fair for, enough. It's for the Magic Podcast. So yeah. All right. All right. Let's jump back into your Twitter thoughts here uh and see what we got here this one's from lock oh no noah bennett we we teased noah bennett we did it's because i have a video clip went right I, past him. yeah noah bennett what's with our offensive play calls in the red zone this has been an issue all season let me show you what red zone offense looks like okay uh this is a play it's in the second quarter six minutes left the score's three to zero for the record this is not us in the red zone no we are not in the red zone we are showing a clip on our youtube show in the red zone it's 3-0. Look, honestly, going into like the the, the fourth quarter of the game was in 9-6, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it was yeah. a 12-3, I think. But look, this is how you execute a red zone play. Have you seen anything like this from D. Filippo? I know he gets a bunch of praise, but all this. Okay, the Texans are lined up in their classic 11-man formation. One tight end, one running back. They're going to put a guy in motion. They're real tight like they always are. They find that the Jags, I mean, the Jags are playing man in bunch. I mean, you got to check out of that. But... If we pit play here, read option, throw to the tight end, easy peasy. And you got the guy that should have been like intercepting that jogging. <sighs> this isn't like an, this isn't Rob no, Gronkowski. That's, no, that's not like overpowering, like special, like athletic ability. That's just like timing. Like uh, this is, it's a normal play. I mean, like look shit, at, over the shoulder, uh, like he's not even like, don't even like, as long as there. Like, you don't know if it's Miles Jack. You don't know if it's Najee. Who, who's the guy that even caught it? Fells. Who? <laughs> Fells well, is their tight end. I get that, but I'm just saying, it's not like Hopkins like does something amazing. Darren Fells. That's his one catch of the game, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Red zone touchdown. Yeah. So that's how you do red zone offense to answer you, uh, Noah Bennett. Why don't we have any of these plays? Don't tell me we don't have a tight end because Darren Fells had one catch for one reception for a touchdown. It's O-line sucks, dude. And they knew that, uh, okay, look. Who's responsible? We don't know. We don't know the play call. We don't know if Miles Jack uh, or I'm, Najee. Yeah, good. I'm guessing it's one of those. He's two. saying, yeah. So it's Najee Jack or either Miles one of good. them could have stopped that. They, they just like stood there. I think it had to be Najee good. And this lends but to at the, that point though. Jack knows that gap's not getting hit. But Najee good is. But Jack's probably responsible for the running back who doesn't have the ball. But Najee good has to make this play. Well, like. That is the look. If you're, you got to watch it, look. That's the look of a linebacker that's messed up. Yeah. That's the look of a linebacker. Yeah, he's that, like, uh-oh. Yeah. His, his, his <laughs> arms way, are five yards away from I'm his feet. way out of position. Yeah, that's bro. what, I mean. All right, that, valid point. And look, I mean. <laughs> look, I don't even, look, that's what it is. It is what it is. That's what resident offense looks like. Thank you, Noah Bennett. But um, maybe one day we'll have that. Locked and loaded 06 says, when are we going to stop setting for game manager style quarterbacks? Hmm? 
When are we going to stop settling for game manager style quarterbacks? I I don't think Minshew is a, a game I manager. Don't. Uh, but but to be fair, Foles is. Blake was. Blake absolutely was. Blaine Gabbert, we so, hope okay, wasn't. Well, stop was. there. Stop there with Foles. You think you have to like dummy down the playbook for Foles? No, but he's but. Well, he's, he's not, not going to lead the league in passing. I didn't say that though. I, I think a game manager is somebody that's like, hey. We've got to instill this playbook and just make sure he doesn't mess the game up. This is what a game manager is. A game manager is a guy who's going to finish middle of the league in passing yards, middle of the league in passing touchdowns, and he's going to finish top of the league in interceptions not thrown. Okay. So that's what what Foles is. That's what Bortles was. Maybe a little bit down on the totem pole. But Bortles, I disagree. I mean, I think Bortles, they had to, like, limit the playbook to make him that guy. You don't think so, Foles? I don't think Foles. You have to do that. I think Foles. You have a completely open playbook, but he's still that guy. That's completely different. Like maybe like a Joe Flacco would be a good example of a game manager that was capable of winning a Super Bowl, whereas Full or Bortles is somebody you had to manage the game too, so you didn't make mistakes. Better be careful. His jersey's on the wall behind I, us, I, dude. I, I'm a, the biggest Bortles partner of all time, so. But I think that's a different like category of game manager. So okay. maybe you need to break those into Okay. Like, different types of game managers. Yeah. Okay. Nick Warren, and he's at Nick Warren thirty two, says, What? And I cannot stress this quite enough, did I just watch from our offense? Gardner was gun shy, offense couldn't move the ball at all, and we couldn't stop Deshaun Watson with the misdirection plays. Kind of gross. It was bad. I mean, like really bad. Like that's the first time you can say this year that the Jags were an absolute stinker on offense. I mean, love Minshew. He's done a fantastic job. We'll get into it more in our, our next podcast later in the week. But, dude, yeah, they, they Fournette didn't get it going. There was nothing on, like, with the wide receivers. I mean, think DD being out had that much of an impact? No, but I think we didn't. I th- And I, I was so scared of this when they hired John Filippo. But I think he might have fallen back into his old self of not establishing the run game. Gardner Minshew threw 47 times. Like I know we were down late, but we were not down until the fourth quarter. Leonard Fournette had 11 carries in the entire game. That cannot be. That cannot be what happens. Fournette is one of the best running backs in the league. He's one of the best offensive player on our team. Maybe DJ Chark. You could maybe argue that. But Fournette only had 11 carries and five receptions for only 32 yards. Fournette has to get 30 touches between receiving and running. It was DeFlippo's worst game ever. Like, I understand they couldn't get first downs. I understand they couldn't stay on the field. And I understand he tried to get the... It was time of possession, though. I mean, Houston took that away from us. Yeah, I mean, they did. They, they, they game controlled. I mean, they took the time of possession away with Carlos Hyde. 160 yards, the same Carlos Hyde we had last year. And, I mean, we didn't really have an option at that point. I mean, we, we couldn't get Fournette going. But but here, but here's the issue is, like, he had six carries, like, at halftime, and he had, like, no receptions. Like, so, like, we didn't get his... Re- well, he, did he, dro- didn't, he did drop that one, like, stinker. But he's our best player. If he drops the ball, you feed him. You cannot give him no touches in the first half. You can't. Like, I understand he was getting a yard or two when you gave him the ball to hand off, but you have to jump it off on a screen. You have to give get him involved, and Fournette just wasn't involved, and that's what Filippo did in Minnesota that got him fired. It's true. So, he did, he did, he did I mean, get you have Dalvin Cook, who is ended up, turns out to be one of the best running backs from that class that Fournette was also drafted in, and 
you have to get Fournette involved. You have to. And for whatever reason, and he has every he other game. So it had to have been a scheme going into it. Everybody talked about it, like catch him off guard type of thing, maybe. And then the time of possession got away from him and it just like fell apart. There's just battle around, man. Maybe the Min- I, no, I think it was Minshew throwing almost fifty times and and, and yeah, I think from Fournette co- touching the ball sixteen times I just think doesn't from do it for coaching me. Coaching to defense, to all, I think it was bad all around. Again, name a, a guy who had a great game. I don't think they. In, I mean, Keelan Cole. Well, he had a good game. <laughs> I mean, five receptions for eighty yards. That's true. Jared Lawrence. That's true. That's true. He didn't have a good great play. Game. But no, I mean, he didn't. Dude, there was nobody that had a good game. No. I mean, we almost sacked. Watson like nine times, but nobody's acting. Yeah. I mean, it was like just that game, yeah. dude. It was a stinker. Breon Borders is just too involved for me. Uh, I know I, I tutored his praises all offseason, but I didn't expect him to be involved like this. Who's up? <laughs> all right. I'm actually being serious. Yeah, he's, I know. He's a DB. <laughs> uh, Nick Warren also said went to London for three points, LMAO. All right. For everybody that went to London, I'm so- I'll just say. I'm sorry. If you got the package, like... Pretty good deal. And London's an amazing city. It's like when my favorite city, my aunt used to live there. I've been there like four or five times. Amazing city. And they speak English. Like, you really can't beat that. Like, it's international and they speak English. So, you know what? Don't talk about the Jags. Talk about London. But do they brush their teeth? Yeah. <laughs> Questionable. I'm sorry, Nick Warren, that you went. I'm sorry. Willis, and he's at Lysecombe, says, I want to see Marone's Wonderlick results. Who's Marone? Hmm. Do you think Marone's the problem? I don't. Me neither. At all? No, nah, I don't either. I mean, he's a scapegoat, and he will be, but he's not the problem. He's not. I, the think, I think Marone has like managed a bunch of children, crazy people, children at times, yeah. Yeah. like to a T. I mean, his, the way he handled the Ramsey situation was like class act. That, that's like a genius, yeah, like wonderlick. So uh, he's not the problem at all. No, he. I mean, look, for whatever reason, the Jags. Brought in a bunch of guys with a bunch of attitude. Jalen Ramsey, Telvin Smith, Miles Jack, Yannick Ngakwe. uh, The Florida guy that's at L.A. now. (laughs) All those. Yeah, Dante Fowler. (laughs) Ah, Look. You said his name. I had to. Ah. Look, for whatever reason, the front office brought in a bunch of personalities, man. And that's you certain type of coach. We've seen coaches as we have seen coaches Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, who's probably the best player manager. Dude, he's got coach. them at 500 right now with nobody. He and he and he struggled to manage Antonio Brown, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben. Yeah, dude, it takes a different, special type of coach. Like these coaches that are out there winning right now aren't guys that are managing personalities. Dude, look at Belichick, man. You get that guy in there. It doesn't matter how good he is. If he causes a stink. Done. Josh Gordon cut. Antonio cut. Brown cut. Yeah, Dude, he had no problem cutting people, cut cutting people, or trading people. No, we'll do it in a second. Yeah, I don't think Marone's the problem. I, I understand either. people have hate for him. Um, I, I, and I, I hope he sticks around, dude. Honestly, I think, I I think he is a good head coach. I don't think he complains about. Um, and again, like I can only see him in home games and like when the camera pans to him in away games. But I don't think he lobbies enough for penalties. Like, I think there's something to coaching. You see these coaches that refs probably hate because they're in their ear all game. Belichick does it. He's yeah, in the ref's ear but, all game trying he, to get penalty calls. And look who leads the league in penalties called for, like, like against the other team. It's always the Patriots. It's always these hardballs. It's the guys that are, that are just on the refs all game. Marone's like a cool cat, sits back, doesn't want to disrespect the refs. We'll have to call you on two things here. First of all, like, 
I've said I've complained about penalties for like three years now, and you said, hey, everybody gets penalties in the NFL. They don't matter. Multiple times. I'm just talking to his like body language on the sideline. I, He's not a fiery coach. He's not a guy that's out there yelling at the refs. I feel like the coaches that yell at the refs get the calls. I think if that's all I'm saying. I think if your owner is like a powerhouse NFL owner, you get the calls. And if you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, you get the calls. Maybe. Maybe the Absolutely. superstar treatment. I mean, Minshew can get like destroyed in the knee with a tackle with no call. And Brady gets like a brush on the shoulder and it's like a 15 yard flagrant foul. I mean, dude, it's, yeah. it's factual. And if you look at the statistics of like challenge plays this year or arguing like that, the refs are not overturning hardly anything. It yeah. be obvious on every replay. You still like to see it, though. You know, it makes it seem like he's at least trying. Would that fire the team up, maybe, is what you're maybe, saying? Maybe, yeah. It does something psychologically. Would, would Ramsey have been okay if that happened? <laughs> Ramsey, is that where you're going no, with Ramsey story? was staging up next. Right, he just, was staging. Just Everything sure. Ramsey did was tactical. Just making sure we're on the same page Are there. you kidding me? He blows up over a non-challenge play the week before right. the primetime Thursday game. That's all staged. Don't I, sit here and tell me. Oh, but you, the, the the weeks after he brings a Brinks truck in and weeks after he says he wants to leave the team and he could see himself playing for Las Vegas or Nashville. Yeah. Was leaving his baby's mama then also tactical? Hey, we'll let Golden Tate deal with that one. Not, not <laughs> uh, God, UFC. <laughs> Brandon, Come on. Brandon G. Blakel on Twitter says, why is the Jaguars offense? Period. Why is? Why is? The- why is? Why is? Basically, like, why do they even exist? It's like Nietzsche. Are we like, getting, like Nietzsche? Where are we getting like, like philosophically he's, he's deep? Ba- he's basically <laughs> saying, why do they exist? For what reason? Dude, our offense has not been that. The offense has been pretty good Dude, this year. We had three points, bro. Well, we had three points. And, and Texans own us. Well, they, I guess yeah. a terrible Texan. How many teams are going to own us? The Colts, the Texans, the, 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 the Titans. How many teams are going to own us? <laughs> I think it goes back to offensive line, which I started nah, the conversation with. It's not with. offensive line's fault. It can't not it's be. It's not offensive line's fault. It's not. It's not. It's the fact it, that you don't have a tight end on the team. Uh, it's the fact that your receivers are Keelan Cole, and it's the fact that your offensive coordinator refuses to get your running back involved in the game. That's your problem. He's like third leading rusher. Bobby Notice, he's at maybe Bobby. He says, what did our receivers even do last night? Five drop passes, question mark? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Here's what our receivers did. Keelan Cole had five receptions for 80 yards. Raquel Armstead had five receptions for 68 yards. Set the valve, Joey's favorite player, not had, a receiver. had four receptions for 41 yards. Leonard Fournette had five receptions for 32. So basically, not a receiver. basically, out of your top four receivers, one of them is a wide receiver. And that was our fifth string receiver and and cj board had the highest um average per catch how many times did we say who we all saw that coming cj board and josh oliver had more catches than ben koyak dd westbrook because he didn't play marquise league because he didn't hey. play and james o'shaughnessy because he didn't play is josh oliver the guy we got from dallas no, it's Jeff Swaim. He also didn't play because of injury. Is Oliver the rookie? That has rookie. Been like a Oliver is injury, the rookie. Like yes, this in? is his second game. And I think okay, he, that's huge then. No, I think thank he, you, thank I you th- Oliver. I think he, he, he had a catch last week in his first game, and he also had a catch for four yards in this game. I thought he said 40. No, that's four. My God, man. Yep. Okay, here's the last Twitter question. To answer that question is nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's terrible. Fournette is the offense, and he gets 16 touches. That's a great game plan. K 
KT, and he's at halfway back, says, I'm late, but any momentum we had was completely ruined by a couple bad ref calls, all within one drive, it seems. Not saying our boys would have won, but I feel like they just lost it all well to win. Defense didn't help getting lost by misdirections. Sad day for Minshew fans. Okay, so, again, I didn't watch the first half. What were the bad ref calls that, like, ruined our momentum? So, basically, the worst call of the entire game was Calais Campbell got called for lowering the the helmet. Yeah, the helmet to helmet. Then DJ Chark got a huge play called back because they called him for offensive pass interference. He pushed off. he, He didn't. He really did it. I mean, it's it was hand jostling that you see in on every single play. Then on the following play, DJ Chark got defensive pass interference that wasn't called. So it was like bang bang, and then that, and it was just so that that one drive is what ran the whole game. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I'm, well, I have to disagree with that. So one one drive should never run a game. It shouldn't. But you talk to the like a Saints fan who saw their Super Bowl hopes go down the drain on it's one the last play. Play of the game that's different. Though. It wasn't. This, this it wasn't tough. tough. It was the first half. All three of those were in the first half. It was a sad day for Minshew fans. And what was halftime? 9-3? Yeah. So none of those plays made the game or broke the game. Look, if you score there, though, it's 10-3. It's 10-9. Who knows? Who knows? Look, look, I'm with you. Look, so to sum it up, man, like for me, the offensive coaches have to be better. Yeah. For me, the fact that you – didn't address tight end in a more serious way than signing Jeff Swaim, a career injured tight end, and Josh Oliver, who you knew was injured going into the season, came back to bite you. And I've been touting tight ends for like two years now. And not addressing the linebacker position outside of Quincy Williams, who in college was more of a box safety, we'll and back. Najee Good and Jake Ryan, who probably will never play a snap as a Jacksonville Jaguar. What's up with Jake Ryan? He's he's, gone, he's, he's, I mean, he's on the IR, is he? He is, yeah. So he's done. Yeah, I mean, he's Dang it, man. yeah. So th- you tr- they tried to backdoor all of these problems with cheap, quick fixes, and it's coming back to bite them in the ass. And that's what. Well, that's because well, they probably thought they had to pay Ramsey. So thank you, Ramsey. I mean, seriously, like yeah, going into the season, maybe, like maybe. they knew that was on the maybe script. they knew that maybe, 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 maybe. Who knows? Okay, so if Ramsey was not there with his contract looming, you don't think they would have spent more money on those positions? Maybe. If they would have thought, if they knew that the Telvin money, would they spend more money too? If they, yeah, you know. What about Unique? What are they thinking about paying Unique? Like it's, I don't know. Okay, let's end the show on a positive note. You said unique. I'm gonna call that out. That was awesome. That's what everyone on the radio has been calling Yannick. him. Everyone on the radio has been calling him unique, so that's where I'm at now. <laughs> I'm a follower. All right, let's we're gonna end it here. Joey, anything positive that you're taking? We're a positive podcast. I will like tease our next podcast Ooh. with a positive. The okay. only positive from that game is the fact that there is no more question about who's starting quarterback next and the fans will not be complaining about it. I cannot wait till this next episode because I, I'm just telling you right now, if you're listening to this one and you, and, and you haven't listened to our, our Minshew Falls episode, there's going to be so much debate that it, it will be worth your time in gold. Can like you, debate or are you sitting on the no, fence? No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. All right. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're at another Jack's pod, Facebook, Instagram, another Jack's podcast. You can find us on overtime media, SB nation. Shout out to our sponsors. Thank you so much. Um, and look, we'll be back with you in a couple days with a good episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. And as always go Jags.